came out of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is uh, very confusing for our British fans because they're unfamiliar that dials are things that are soap. They're antibacterial. Yes. And um, they're sort of like Safeguard, but they have a few different um, scents, uh, where a Safeguard just comes in like yellow. So that is what a (laughs) dial is. It is definitely not a um, clock-like mechanism. Uh, that can do things like dial things in, dial or things in, dial, dial someone up. Let's dial that in. So here's yeah. my thing. Um, obviously, you know they talk about um, Zoomers and Millennials when you say, uh, you know, hold your hand up to your head to make it look like you're making a phone call, and we we Xers and geriatric Millennials <laughs> will do like the, uh, the, the cowabunga the hand and hold, finger, yeah, yeah, hold it up to our head, whereas apparently. Uh, millennials and Zoomers will hold their hands flat really? because they've grown up with smartphones. Wow. I think that this is apocryphal. I don't think it's true. But um, <laughs> let me retort with a millennial phrase that I learned recently called you no, think, no cap. You feel that's cap? Fair no enough. cap. It's cap. Yeah. And um, so, but the question I have is um, if you were to say dial it in or dial someone up, yeah. that would mean absolutely nothing to them. They have, have you have you ever used a rotary phone, Ben? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm that old, Damien. Yes. I am uh, that old. I'm not, it wasn't the regular, the standard, but it was existing Yes. in my youth. Yes. yes. I also have used a rotary phone. Okay. Um, my favorite part was when I get, got to college, that Bakelite phone that you remember, they just simply had changed out the plate from the rotary to the really mechanical push buttons, mm-hmm. and that's what we had to pay like 50 bucks a year to have yep, in our sure. dorm room. That was, yeah, that was, that was, was highfalutin back yeah, then, yeah. Because if you pushed, uh, you pushed some numbers, you could call long distance. What else yes. do you dial? What else do you dial? Um, you can, let's see you can dial, uh, well, you the dial te- temperature dial, maybe? Yeah, temperature dial, yeah. which uh, the, Nest. the Google Nest is dial-shaped. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Um, once upon a time, uh, the put down that dial uh, was a telling you not to change the channel on the television because... Um, if you were the youngest person in the room, whether you be a young child, uh, the youngest brother, or yeah. you can be in your 40s, but you're still the youngest person, your responsibility was to go up and dial the yes. knob on UHF to 61. I was going to say, don't touch that dial. We got uh-huh. it all on UHF. And then, of course, you have to stand there and hold the rabbit ears because it turns your body into a, uh, a receiver uh, extension. So. Um, what other things could you dial? Dial. Dial the number is the yeah, one that dial, comes to mind the most. Yeah, di- dialing, dialing it in, which means like, yeah. you know, just kind of f- focusing, yeah. uh, you know, getting getting, getting to the point. Of, getting, getting to yeah, the dialing point. it in. Yeah. Dial it getting down, maybe dial it down. Yeah, dial uh, it down is good because go. that's volume. You yep. Vol- you know, the, do- the, the volume dial. So that's a pretty modern thing we're still going. We're going on a long well, tangent about dials here. This is really great. But, you know, there are cars that, well, my truck has an actual dial it for volume and tuning and climate control uh that's because i'm too cheap to buy the good stuff um these days it's touch screen capacity so therefore my my problem <laughs> is that um you know you and i grew up watching uh, indian jones movies we watched uh we watched uh, uh raiders of the lost ark yes we watched temple of doom we watched uh last crusade yeah, we did um we then skipped 20 years ish ish 20 2008 and suffered through Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Which, yeah. of course, is a vodka brand. Which by dialed Dan, it up to 11 on cringe. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yes. Makes the vodka. And then we go f- another 10 years. 
ish. Has how long has it been since Crystal Skull? 2008, 15 years ago. 15 years That's ago. That's right, friends. He is still kicking. 15 years. He is ago. not immortal. Let's squash that myth right now. Very true. He yeah. didn't not cross immortal, the seal. Yeah, he he crossed the seal, he but he. In order to be immortal with that whole Last Crusade thing, yes. you have to be able to drink that water like every from the Grail yeah. every day, and it gets you another day. Yeah, it's That's like, what it's, it's like, like. Seven hundred years old. Mountain Dew Kickstart does the exact same. Thing. It's it's the surge. Yeah. Remember surge? It is surge. Mellow yeah, yellow. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> saying things that don't exist in England. Very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, I hope it. Uh, well, I mean, you know, possibly surge existed. In I don't England. know. I don't know. So UK listeners. Yeah, UK and uh, Australian and, well, just NZAC listeners in general. Um, if you had Surge, the very lime green jello colored um, caffeinated beverage in Saccharine. the 90s, let us know. Yes. Because inquiring minds want to know. So I think the Scottish equivalent of that is a thing called Iron Brew, Iron which they Brew. sell at Publix here. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I-R-N-B-R-U. In the, in the hilarious British section. <laughs> Quote-unquote British section, yeah, yeah. where you can get um, Mars bars and um, Aero bars. <laughs> Aero bars, uh, yeah, milk and, bars, Cadbury um, products. You can get some brown sauce because they enjoy their brown sauce there. Of course, there. yes. Um, Digestives. Yes, so... What I'm saying is, the reason why we're going on this tangent is that we just came out of a three-hour, at least, it, maybe it was it four was, hours. It was two and was a lot of change. Hours a lot of change. Of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Death. It is the fourth sequel from the original. Yes. Uh, in sequence, if you want to go with a timeline, Temple of Doom's actually first, my friends. Very true. Very That's true. a little nerdy fact mm. there. Yeah. Uh, it came after Raiders. Of course, like you said, Last Crusade, Crystal Skull. And now here. Yes, yes. Harrison Ford is still alive. In many ways, in this movie, very much so, and uh, it's two and a half hours of another romping adventure. We're trying to say it's somewhat yes. spoiler-free here. Yes. You've seen the trailer. If you're listening to this podcast, you're interested enough. You probably know enough of the Indiana Jones yes. history and some of the characters. You're going to see some familiar faces in this movie. Very true. And, and uh, it's new faces. A, it's, yeah, it's a new faces. You yeah, see some Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's uh, really a very funny person. She's yes. apparently a flea bag. She's a little bit of flea bag. But, yeah, um, yeah, very, very, very funny. And you get to see this poor kid with an unfortunate unibrow i don't really it, hopefully he he becomes the new uh, uh short round and in 20 years from now wins an oscar unibrow and a yeah a maybe. sequel to everything, everything all at once yeah everything with a little uh wire mustache yeah too, that would be really there. that would be really cool uh you also have uh you know jen erso yes, in this um so. you have i mean that's another star wars reference in this movie what yes mads from, mickelson that's from, right everyone's favorite dane next to vigo mortensen oh wow yes okay. yeah very true very true and of course, that's probably why he doesn't mind continually, continuously playing Nazis, is because as a Dane, he hates Nazis, so he's happy to dis- <laughs> you know, portray them poorly. Um, and he's not getting tired of being typecast because he's not German. You know, if he was German, unlike the giant, I, I, I want to look up the guy, the guy who was an ambulatory tree, <laughs> the guy who looked like me plus a hundred pounds. You, of you muscle. look like if you've seen the like nineteen ninety however Jackie Chan film First Strike. Yeah, there were these big henchmen that were the atypical cartoon like giant henchmen, like yes. the big guy who was in Spider Verse, the first one with the big shoulders. Uh, but, you know what I'm talking about what, though. Like, Rhino. The villain had like who's all shoulder and little head. Oh yeah, Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, a, a real life version of that. Yeah. They, they found him. Yeah, he's probably six foot ten. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's four hundred pounds with a one percent BMI. Yeah, and, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's the muscle. Yeah, and, and then you have the other guy who I've seen in a hundred things, but I can't place right. him. Right, he's character actor de jour um, with blonde hair, brown mustache, which was a choice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes him stand out in a crowd. Um, so these are the baddies, right? So Matt Nicholson plays guys, the baddie. Yeah. He's got his baddie uh, buddies. And some of them are Nazis, and some of them are Nazi adjacent. Um, Nazi we don't really fans. 
Yeah, fanboys. Uh, shockingly, they had southern accents. Don't understand what <laughs> I, that I'm could glad possibly you caught that. Be. Yeah, like where's that guy Can't from? Can't imagine why. Um, so yeah, so it starts is, off in a little start, bit of a flashback. Yeah, a little bit. And let's let's talk about that because here's the deal. If you have been turned off by the marketing for this movie, it is probably due to the first part of this movie being seen somewhat in the trailer. And there's the big question, Ben. Are we looking at Leia from uh, Rogue One level of de-aging right. slash deep faking? Right. Or are we seeing... Um, Sam Jackson, we're seeing Nick Fury from. Uh, yeah, from so this is, this picks up basically a few years after Last Crusade. We're mm-hmm. gonna say because he mentions you know wars ending, Hitler's in a bunker. Yeah, uh, so literally the la- the final days of World War Two. Yeah, is yeah. Where so it starts, it, he's about so. the age or ish after when you, we last saw him in Last Crusade. He's, yeah, he's like a yeah, he's a biscuit older. Than what that. Damien's alluding to is the Uncanny Valley. Where yes. how good is that Indiana Jones and the Uncanny Valley on the yes. dial of Princess Leia Ooh. down to Sam Jackson. In, in uh, on a one to four secret, scale, secret invasion. Okay, I'm gonna give it like a yeah one to four scale. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a three point five. Okay, here's where I get tripped up, and I saw it the first five seconds where I saw. Him. I'm like, okay, I, I I'm buying it here, but they haven't quite mastered the rotoscoping, the mocap of the eyes. Yep. The uh, eyes can't quite follow exactly the the, the, the eyelids and the movement. It's like you can get the mouth a little bit, but the problem is. We as people look, look at, at eyes. eyes. Straight on. <laughs> Straight on. Yep. So that's where our focus is. So I'm like, okay, it's it's better than anything I've seen before, yeah, but it's, it's still not 100%. Same thought? Uh, same thought. I won't give it as high of a score. I actually, th- I actually do think uh, we've seen some deep fakery that has been better. We've definitely seen some that have been way worse. And I will say that I always like to take a snapshot of technology. I don't want to judge this movie based off of obviously this movie's been in production for what 12,000 years quite a bit yeah forever and you know they're all the time to wait they're stuck with the technology they have so I don't want to compare them to like cutting edge deep fake technology because the technology has come along probably since they did it so I'll give them a bit of a buffer but you look at Captain Marvel and you look at that and that entire movie I really bought that with Sam Jackson without you know with just makeup or something and so that's a little older than this movie, so therefore the technology could have been better. Um, no, it's got the edge, too, because we saw that, and he was in daylight. They purposefully had the entire opening sequence at night yes, to hide it. I'm and not a big fan of action scenes at night anyway. I was okay with this one, but I'm like, well, that's kind of cheating. Which one? Which time? Which action, action sequence at, at night or in a cave <laughs> uh, did you not enjoy as much well, this time? Well, it was purposeful for the opening because of the de-aging thing. The producer was like, you have this much yeah. money. You have this much money to make it de-aged and said, yeah. well, we, we got it, but it looks like this. Oh, let's turn the lights off a little bit and make it dark to hide it. Right. So... There's that opening sequence. It's actually longer than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Like the opening, the opening flashback of Last Crusade is like nine minutes, right? And this one's about twenty twenty five minutes yeah. long. We got a lot of story in this. Yeah. The opening was like okay, and there were more flashbacks after that. We saw them too. Yes, little older. So 
a basic plot. There's a thing that he needs to. Oh, shocker! Archaeological. Is it you know, the dial? Of is destiny? it the dial of destiny? But what is okay. the dial? Do we say what the dial is in the podcast? Do we uh, allude to something? Maybe. It, no, we don't allude scientific. to what it does. Okay. We say that there is a dial. There is definitely a dial in this and, movie. Uh, Lara Croft has to go into the temple and go <laughs> past the traps uh, to get the the pieces to combine it so that she can hit the checkpoint. So that she dies, she'll respawn. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking <laughs> thinking the wrong thing. My bad. He definitely has. He gives a high five to Nicolas Cage and an adjacent movie set for National yes. Treasure 4. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of similarities of things you've seen in other movies. And, of course, there's the Indiana Jones DNA. Yes. It is about archaeology, science, a little bit of um, fantasy and myth sprinkled in, which every movie has, by the yes, way. absolutely. It's about how much fun you're having with that mm-hmm. level of, you know, whatever, the grail or the uh, the ark, whatever. So there is that in this, too. We're not going to give you what that yeah. is. But the dial but, has strong significance to affect history, yes. to affect mankind. Yeah, ben cannot help himself. He wants to spoil so I hard. don't! I don't! He is just itching. He I'm using like my words very carefully. So, yes, this movie has the Indiana Jones DNA, but it is missing Short round. a key genome <laughs> of this DNA. And what it is missing is not Indiana Jones's fault. It is not the writer's fault. It is not the director's fault. It is that Harrison Ford made a turn and said, I'm going to be a crotchety old crank. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, yes, there, and, there is the... the and um, he, he kind of has flashes of charm. But it was really funny. Uh, ben and I were discussing uh, the previous sequel, and we mentioned that one of the actors in that movie, uh, Shia LaBeouf, um, is not just devoid of charm, but he's sort of an antithesis of it. He like sucks the charm out of every, everything he's in. Um, apparently, he gave Harrison some acting lessons. Would be my guess. I I did not see <laughs> the um, I did not see that charming Indiana Jones because yes, he's old and whatever. Phoebe Waller Bridge showed up and said, "Then I will do all of yes, the charm." Yes, he dialed it down, but and I mean, she dialed it to eleven. It, she, it, it is we, we like Indiana Jones because he's the relatable everyman because he has the little funny one-liners mm-hmm. and he's charming and he's realistic in his responses and he gets hurt and beat up and he just yeah. keeps trudging on. He is seventy-eight, nine, whatever he is in yes. real life, and he's showing his age in this movie, right? So. Yes, with age, you see people get grumpier. So there's some. I'm giving some grace to this is my point. Okay. There is some grace to be allowed here because he's not the same. I feel healthier and younger and more spry. That promotes that attitude of right, charm. Right. So there is that. I'm giving that. That said, he is extra grumpy in this movie. Extra grumpy. He he like he, he rolled over on, on a uh, on a pile of Captain Crunch cereal and yes. never like you know scraped him off. He's always just kind of yes. like it's. We know Harrison Ford doesn't like being a famous actor. Right. He likes acting. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like being a celebrity. Yeah. He, he, he We're just not like, asking <laughs> him to do that. In no, this. no. Just have some. I get it. I mean, we. He's been dialing it down. I keep saying that word. I'm sorry. Since no, uh, since uh, nuking the fridge in the last film. Yeah. But. I want him to have more fun. Like you said, Phoebe Waller-Cates comes in, and boy, she's a light bulb. Uh-huh. Everything is just fun and charming, yes. and she's witty, and she's in the action. Uh, I like that the first time you see the you know current age, quote-unquote, of Indiana, Harrison Ford is shirtless, saying, yes. guess what, audience? This is me. Yes. This is who I look like now, and I am going to just... This is going to be reflecting the stunts you're going to see me do or not yeah. do. 
And yeah, but all right. So then we get back into the whole suspension of disbelief, which is so important in this movie. And Ben, you just talked about a perfect scene that just takes you out of it. Um, it is 1969. We're about to land astronauts on the moon. Yep. And you're telling me that 70-year-old rolling around in tidy whities I call BS. <laughs> he is not rocking oversized boxer shorts. No. Those old fellers, they all go to the Y because he's in New York. Yeah. They all go to the Y. They don't. They, they Winnie the Pooh half the time, and then they strap on their tidy whities <laughs> So it totally took me completely out. Oh, bother. But, uh, yeah, so, all right, Ben, here's, yeah. here's the thing i got to ask for you. i uh, really got to ask you. So the first Indiana Jones, uh, what's it called? Again? Raiders. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Directed by uh, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Freaking right. Steven okay. Spielberg. And then, Back when um, he cared a lot. And you enjoyed that movie. Very much so. All right. Very and much so. And so then uh, Temple of Doom. Enjoyed it. Not as much, enjoyed but enjoyed it. it. Steven Spielberg directed that one? Also. Okay. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, uh, Last Crusade. 1989. 89. Also a Spielberg movie. Also Spielberg with 100% more Sean Connery. Fair enough. Yes. Very cool. Um, fourth one, Crystal Skull. Who directed that one? Also Spielberg. Also Spielberg, but as... Uh, Ben, have we ever drawn the line of Good Spielberg, Bad Spielberg? What was the movie that was on either side of Good Spielberg, Bad Spielberg? Oh, well, well. Early was it two AI? AI would really turn me off big time for it. Because I, mean, I like Catch Me If You Can. Minority Report has some good stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but I think it was probably Amistad, actually. Really? 97. Yeah. Because okay. I was like, oh, a bunch of A-list actors and A-list director can't make an entertaining movie. Mm. What happened? Eh, yeah. It's, it, it'll... It, it, what happened was, hey, how can I do Schindler's List again? Um, so, all right, I'm going to go with AI. Of course, that was just half his movie. The other half was Kubrick. Kubrick, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, uh, after Kubrick, I think Spielberg felt that Kubrick passed him the torch, and so that he, he became a little self-important without taking on the um, obsessive-compulsive perfectionism of Kubrick, and instead became super lazy. So, Crystal Skull was very real lazy. Bad. This movie, however. Not directed by Spielberg. No, James Mangold, friends, did this. Now, what did he direct? You know, uh, wasn't he uh, the uh, punchy fighty guy? Punchy fighty guy. Yeah, the Kingsman. No, what am I thinking? James of? Mangold. No, no that, that's, that's you're thinking the other guy. Uh, Sam Sam Mendes, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I can't blanking out. It's James Mangold, friends, directed Logan. Yes. Okay. He directed. I need to look it up because I just looked it up, but I forgot all mm -hmm. of them in my head. I'm going yeah. blank, friends. I like how Ben's like, yeah. Damien, you don't know these things. Yes, I wait, just wait, wait. I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah. So Logan, obviously, a very good take on a reinvention. Walk the line. Walk the line. Also, very good story yeah. about you know, very good human story. And, um, you know, Logan was great because it was in the first round of superhero burnout, and we brought Logan along. Okay. I'm going to give you one here. A film you love. Okay. Spaceballs. Ford, 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 versus, Ford versus Ferrari. Right. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, he also did a movie called Heavy, and he had Jones, Logan, The Wolverine. Uh, oh, he did The Wolverine? 310 to Yuma. 310 mm. to Yuma is pretty good. Okay. So he's pretty good at these character study movies. and Girl, I, girl interrupted. I mm. think, yeah. And I think that this movie has a little bit of that DNA in it. Um, because there was, I'll be honest with you, uh, my bathroom break, I could tell that that was going to be the slow exposition time. And when I came back, you only had one thing to update me on, so I was correct. Well, it yeah. was heavy and it was yeah. big. It was a heavy thing. Yeah, time. there were a few more things I'll tell you about later. But you kind of missed there, but I you, could you, tell. I knew that was the thing that okay, yeah, that may be that may play a part later. It really didn't, yeah. but it was a key point. Oh, and well, I'll no, it for you absolutely later. did, because in the end, which I'm not going to spoil, 
there were some reunions. Yes. And it helped to explain why there was not one aspect of that reunion. That would be one way to put it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, wow. Yeah, well yeah, put. Yeah. Well yeah. put. Yes. Thank you. I'm very salubrious with my vernacular. So, um... <laughs> So there's DNA of other Indiana Jones movies. John Williams or was this? John Williams did it. Yeah, John Williams, James Mangold, new actors, no Shia LaBeouf. Sorry, folks, if you're looking for a Shia LaBeouf recurrence here, you're not going to get it. Holes again. It's a better movie. Also, uh, Desperado is in this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Puss in Boots himself, Antonio Banderas. uh, He is in this movie uh, playing uh, basically Bill Murray from The Life Aquatic. You do not mention the gato. And. you know, I was kind of surprised to see him, and I thought he had a he had a pretty uh, he had a pretty interesting role. I kind, was very kind happy of subdued. To see him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, usually he's like the big steal like, the scene. That very much could have been literally anyone, and it kind of felt like he was like, "Hey, I want to be in an Indiana Jones movie." And well, they're like, "No problem, Montana Banderas, we have the role for you." I didn't recognize him when I first saw him until he's on the on the boat. I'm like, "Oh wait, oh that's Antonio." Like, yeah. I didn't recognize because it's a th- quick throwaway scene, but he is not the you know swagger desperado type. He's kind of an old crotchety guy in this. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know John Reese Davies is also in this yes. from the trailer. Yes, uh, he has his moments. Yes. So there are lots of characters in this, and a lot of small characters, and I like that they gave the small characters. With some exception, some range, yes. some personality to it. Not just you are this person. Besides the big henchman guy, he right, just right, huge right. big. Yeah, he, he just he was a set piece, yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> he had like four lines, maybe. So I have, I have a. All right, so I, I gotta say something. I actually, I enjoyed this one. It's not gonna go in my pantheon of favorite ones, and we'll get to the score here in a minute. But I am noticing a trend is being perpetuated by this. It's a little bit cliche. Are you familiar with the curse of the Star Trek movies? It's the uh, the even ones that are good, the odd ones that are bad, correct? Correct. Okay. And so this is the inverse of that in terms of what I would consider critical opinion of the first one was great, the second one wasn't. It was a cartoon, the third one was great, the fourth one was a cartoon, the fifth one was... What we're going to give it. Was yeah. What we're going to give yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And so I find that interesting. Um, I also find that, you know, they're saying no more Indiana Joneses. Okay, fine. But money talks. Money talks, but also I have a hard time believing that this movie, based off of the packed theater we came out of, is going <laughs> to be uh, driving uh, interest in a sequel, much like how The Flash has basically uh, proven DC correct in terms of hiring James Gunn to uh, silently smother the DCEU in its sleep. Um, sorry, I have to jab them every podcast, apparently. <laughs> um, so, you know, what's sad is that I would probably go see a movie with Phoebe Cates' character in it. Phoebe Waller-Cates. Yeah. Phoebe would, Waller-Bridge. Bridge. Phoebe Cates was in Fast Sounds of Rhythm yeah. High. Yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I would see a movie with her in it. Because, first off, I love adventure movies. And I love adventure, archaeology, you know, colonial you know, yeah, uh, piecing things together, like clues, clues mystery, neat, different locations, yeah, traps. Like I love the terrible Lara Croft movie. I love National Treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with a cassette of Temple of Doom, so that was the one I watched the most. You love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Right. And Spaceballs. Well, of course. different locations. Yes, absolutely. Spaceballs, honestly, the best archaeological one because they had to comb the desert. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, this is a genre of movie that I think, uh, first off, I recognize that it's prohibitively expensive to make. So you can't really. Sahara. Ooh. I love. I Matthew love McConaughey's Steve Zahn movie. Yeah. Okay. It was wow. so good. Pulling it out. And, uh, you know, I, I love that adventure. And um, in the age of, 
sequels and adaptations and whatever. And this is another sequel and every, everything's an adaptation of something, but giving me some adventure, getting me around the world. That's why I love James Bond movies. You know, just it's, it's so much fun to go on that ride. And when that ride is rooted in something real, um, whether it be, you know, we're going to talk about a real time in history, we're going to surround it with magic or whatever, but it has this strong foundation on which we right. can build the narrative. So the opposite of Ant-Man and Quantumania. Holy crap. <laughs> that is, yes. Uh, yes. College thesis writers, there's your thesis. Uh, ben just nailed it for you. Yeah, the whole, the, the whole purpose of this really was about Indiana Jones's love of a specific time in history. And everything sort of built off of that. And... It doesn't matter that there's stuff that's convenient. It doesn't matter that, you know... Right. X marks the spot. Mo- movie, Yeah, movie has to happen. Yes. So this is plot. This is uh, time and space. Yes. Uh, things are going to be kind of convenient, like you said, DSX mod kind of stuff. But it's not over the top, and there is still some real peril in this and yeah. some legit stunts. Is it chasing after chasing? Yeah, but that's kind yeah, of Indiana Jones. Yeah, and almost every one of his movies. You look back. There's bike. There's plane. There's oh, yeah. train. There's, there's foot. There's, hey, there's this time tuk- we had horse. We had tuk tuk too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it was a little over the top in some scenes, but it's Indiana yeah. Jones. You're gonna and just you're going into it knowing this is a little bit over the top. And it's I a popcorn fully movie. recognize that this is going to look bad in comparison to Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning Part One, well, uh, the, uh, penultimate. Yeah, the, Tom Cruise's last ride, The Great Adventure Strikes Back. The trailer alone shows stunts that beat anything we've seen. Yeah, but what it doesn't have is the Harrison Ford. I'm sorry to say it, little lack of charm, but it, it, the more fun, yeah. the more popcorn movie. Mission, I love Mission Impossible yeah, yeah, yeah. movies. I do. They haven't really been fun since two, and two kind of sucked. Well, I love. <laughs> I mean, we both like Fallout. Ghost yeah. Protocol had amazing yeah, stunts true, in it too. Uh, it does have problems. It gets a little repetitive. It's kind of got. Fast and Furious thing, where it just gets bigger and bigger and louder. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm still mad at us for not doing fastics. I know. Like, what are they going to do next? Jump planets? I don't know. Oh, um, it's 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 just bonkers, right? Yeah. So that's the thing with these movies. It's I don't think this movie necessarily try to top the ones before that, mm-hmm. which was good. Like you weren't trying to go, oh, you yeah. Know. And I do feel Crystal Skull tried to top. <laughs> I do feel that. They, they need to send a big thank you to Spielberg for lowering the bar so yeah, low. Yeah, that's very going true. Going in there going, it has to be. It just has to be better than Crystal Skull. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to love about this movie. There's a lot of things that go, mm, but how much do you go, mm? How much, right. do you, how much does it really bother you do going you, into this? Do you this? have fun? And the, honestly, that, was, that, is the, that is the litmus test for an Indiana Jones movie was, did you have fun? Yep. All right. Yeah. So, Ben, there's one thing you can do. You can put a price on fun. Because money does not equal happiness, but with enough of it, you'll be laughing. And so you have to spend. Let's see here. Uh, you bought uh, you bought both four tickets tonight. Right. Thank you very much, sir. I bought you some dinner, but bef- yes. but, but in addition to that, you bought a bag of popcorn and a drink. Oh yeah. So that was about four thousand dollars. Popcorn movie. Got it. Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't care. Here's a credit card. And so uh, you the the th- you have your snacks amortized over thirty months with a four point nine APR, and I appreciate that's that. not bad. It's really you know these days because APR you know the, the interest rates around six or seven percent depending on uh, what you're getting going. That's so not a bad deal. That's for houses too. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, credit card. Woo boy. Um, so with that, uh, you invested. You know, luckily you don't have kids. Otherwise, they would not be going to college because we decided to go to the movie tonight. Because yeah. 
things are expensive, and entertainment is doubly so. Especially on the big screen, nicest seats in oh, town, yes, big, the big D. D. I missed you. I did not miss driving downtown to get to you, but once I was in there, it was amazing. Great, great sound, great big sound. screen, comfortable seats, leg room, just great. How, oh, wait, uh, here's an important thing. Your popcorn has been stale the last three times, but you got more butter, but was it stale? It wasn't stale, but okay. it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the best wasn't popcorn, amazing. but it was still good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, okay. So, with that in mind, uh, putting this price tag on happiness, uh, we're here to provide you with amazing insights into economic forecasting and um, you know inflation models, uh, bar charts, um, pie charts. Uh, we're verbalizing these visual things for you um, because that's the best way to see something is to have someone tell you about it. And with that, we have determined a scientific scale we uh we looked at uh we studied our archimedes yeah um we learned math and science we uh we applied the pythagorean theorem pythagorean um we uh calculated against a fibonacci sequence and um uh matthew math math i've run out of math (laughs) words and have determined abacus 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 that all movies that have ever been made without exception including the times we have made exceptions can be rated on a four-point scale to help you, dear listener, understand whether or not you need to put your hard money to work. With that, we have a four. And the four, the highest rating in all of the land, is I need to see this movie not once, Ben, not three times, but two times. (laughs) At least twice. At least in the theater. In the theater. Pay the monies. Because the big screen comfy seat, loud, amazing experience is worth every penny it is totally worth it you probably missed something you need to see it again just to truly get the full experience so that can be like four five hundred thousand dollars to do that and so you have to be very selective with your fours three is hey we've all got streaming platforms and this is lucas uh, lucasfilm and 20th century studios um, I believe that means that it will appear on Disney Plus in probably Thanksgiving or Christmas would be my guess. That'd probably, be my guess. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, and so, hey, just wait for it to stream, man. Just wait for it to stream. Or, you know, probably sooner than that, you'll be able to buy or rent it on, like, your Amazons or whatever. A two is... Wait, did I get this wrong? I, I got it I was, wrong. I was wondering where you are going to go with I this. Went like, did to he the change? Old rating scale. You did. So, four so is seeing it in theater at least twice. once. Three is see it in the theater just for just once. the once. Once is good, man. This is I'm getting old, man. This is episode I think 154. I think I think we're in the 160s. We're getting up know. there. Uh, I apologize. So four is see it in the theater twice. Three is see it in the theater once. Two is streaming. There it is. And then one is go watch Crystal Skull. <laughs> you know if you're gonna if you're gonna abuse yourself it real bad by watching a movie that's a one. Just, just really, just rip into your, you know, lower your self-esteem. Start feeling bad about yourself and watch Crystal Skull, because you know, uh, one is just real bad, and Crystal Skull is real hardcore one. So Ben, with my corrected scale, and again, apologies, dear listeners, um, Ben, what would you give Indiana Jones 
in the Dial of Destiny. Why would I rank it among the five, too, is a question, too. So there were parts of this I was like, okay, action sequence, okay, we got Grumpy and Crotchety, uh, the Tangier Drift, uh, going around that little three-wheeled tuk-tuk around yep. Tangiers. Like, there were some scenes that were longer than they needed Horses to be. and Subway. Horses and Subway. That was probably like, mm, okay, this is like three steps away from casino scene in Episode Eight, Star Wars. Also some of the worst effects. Yeah, uh, not, not the greatest. Um, but did I have fun? Did you have fun? Though? I had fun. Okay. I had a fun time in this movie. It, I mean, like I said, Crystal Skull lowered all expectations. Yeah. Going to see, it has to be better than Crystal Skull. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not naive thinking it's going to be better than the original three. Right. Um, and it's it's at its core, it's not. Uh, but it's it's not better than Temple of Doom. Right. I think, and it's not never going to be better than Raiders or Last Crusade. Oh yeah. But it's a, it's a strong film, I think. I yeah. had a good time. There weren't any cringe moments. Even the little eye-twitchy things with the yeah. deep fake. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you really tried hard, uh, but I'm having fun with this. Honestly, it, was, it wasn't going to be what I'm going to give it yeah. until the third act. The third act ramped up the, they ramped up the I mean, they, and they went there. They said, you know what? We're taking you on this ride. Right. And you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. Well, I actually really loved it. Okay. I had a fun time with it. I just like, yep, this is a fantasy movie. You're going that direction. Yes. I'm on board because it's directed well. Mm -hmm. It's paced well. It's not Michael Bay editing. Yeah. It's it's not Spielberg 1983, four, whatever it was, blocking, which is incredible. Right. Yeah. But James Mangold is a talented director. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm giving it a four. Ben is giving it a four. He recommends yeah. you see it in a the theater twice. I really like this film. Yeah. Awesome. I had a, I had a I had a blast. So I will agree that this is the fourth best Indiana Jones movie. Uh, but I will say that it goes one, two, three, four, and then I go die. <laughs> and then you resurrect me and I say five for Crystal Skull. You could Archimedes' tomb and he looks yeah. better than you do. Yeah, I'm like the, uh, the guy they uh, resurrect in the uh, Honor Amongst Thieves movie that goes, hey, please, someone ask me a third question. Um, <laughs> oh, God, what a reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, is that part of the game? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, whatever the DM wants it to be. Um, ben, I'm giving this a two. Whoa! I'm this a two. Um, it is not bad by any... Two, two does not mean bad. Only one means bad, okay? Yeah. Only one means bad. Um, the earth-shaking visual effects and sound and music, uh, I'm... I may be jaded now. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm I'm that nostalgia, like you said, uh, Crystal Skull assassinated the nostalgia. They overdid it. And yeah. um, so the, this movie couldn't lean on that. I do. It was so much fun. And this is the kind of movie that I absolutely love to have in my second monitor while I'm playing a different a game in the first one. Gotcha. Um, you can very there. There is a bunch of long takes in this. Well, not long takes, long scenes. Um, this movie could very much have benefited from uh, somebody going through with some scissors and shortening it by about thirty minutes. And because there's some fat, and it's not, it's not earned. Uh, there's a lot of long scenes that sometimes sometimes movies have long scenes because they're going to have some sort of emotional payoff, mm -hmm. or they'll have some sort of plot payoff. This time it was sort of like a um, hey look what I can do I have uh, this might this is gonna be my last chance of directing an Indiana Jones movie I better get all my time in on I want every second of this and I'm just kind of like eh, okay you know there the 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 John Reese piece he's like oh cool here he is oh he knows everything that's happening in the world despite the fact he's a taxi cab driver with 
thousand kids. Okay, it's two. Um, uh, Ten thousand kids. You know, just all the children. All the children in New York are his children, and uh, it's like, all right, okay, that's exposition. That's fine, but there's 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 lots of those little things that just bugged me throughout the movie that reduced my overall enjoyment for it. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I really did have fun. Yeah. It is, you know, it is shocking how many of the traps are lifted wholesale from National Treasure or from Tomb Raider. There or, is some stealing going on, yeah. And, yeah. you know, when you think about uh, when you think about Raiders, man, they in, he invented, like, they invented all of that cool stuff. You know, yeah. you'd have the cartouche or the staff with the ruby and the, and the thing in the thing, and it was the first time you'd ever seen it. And I recognize that there's nothing new under the sun. I get that. But I consider Indiana Jones to be the pinnacle. You can watch Last Crusade right now, and it is still just as good yeah. when you watch it the first time. This movie will be forgotten in five years. Oh, I don't know about that. Now, I'm going to ask you this. How much of a fanboy are you for Indiana Jones? Like, not like a Spider-Man fanboy versus Indiana Jones fanboy. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man blows it away. No, like, I... Yeah. I watched Young Indiana Jones Chronicles growing up. I, I watched too. this. All right. uh, you know, we actually... My mom took me to uh, Last Crusade as a brand new movie theater opened up in Winston-Salem and we saw they, that movie was the movie that they decided to do their grand opening with. Nice. Good choice. So yeah, do I have a lot of nostalgia attached to it? Sure. Yeah. Um, but like, for example, I know that Temple of Doom is not a good movie. It's my favorite because it's fun. But I also know it's not a good movie. So I can separate my emotional attachment to the Indiana Jones franchise from my critical analysis of even Temple of Doom introduced entirely new concepts. You know, sometimes in, in retrospect, most of them are racist. Um, and then you look at uh, you look at. Uh, I shouldn't laugh, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's of, the, of the time. Uh, yeah, it's of the time. Last Crusade. So much stuff was introduced as concepts that, like, basically Spielberg and whoever helped him write that, they were like, "Behold, here is something amazing and new, and this is why it is at the top." Like. Indiana Jones is what everyone else is going to aspire to be. Yeah. National Treasure aspires to be this. Absolutely. Tomb Raider aspires to be yeah. this. Sahara aspires to be this. Nothing is going to aspire to be Dial And let it, let it be there. My, my point in this is that you had a score for Spider-Verse that was weighted in bias. Yes. I can say the same thing. I'm, okay. a, I'm a pretty big okay. Indiana Jones fanboy. You, right. you know this. You know I've gone to locations. Very true. Uh, my friend Alex and I are, are, are huge location finders for all three films yep. and just had a blast doing that on a road trip a few years ago. And, and now just, you're booking your tickets to New York. I well, Am I? <laughs> for... For this movie, for this because movie? you love to go find locations. Oh well, that maybe, yeah, maybe this one. I, I've got to see it again. See, like, cause I'm not sure if some of that was like studio blue green screen behind him for like the you're, New York you're stuff. You're heading to Tangiers. Yeah, maybe Tangiers. That'd be kind of fun. You're heading um, to the middle of the Mediterranean. Show me something. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't that. They didn't have the iconic stuff that the other films had, but it's still a fun movie. I am a fanboy. Yeah. I, I I I dig the films. I dig the genre. It's escapism. Uh, it's Harrison Ford. I'm glad he came back and did this one last thing. Yes. Um, and it ends, I think it did stick the landing. I think it ends sweetly. Okay. I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say why. And uh, I had a good time. So, right. I mean, it's it's my, it's, it's, 
it's my kind of movie. Yeah. Just for, you know, take me someplace else for a couple hours. All right. And don't make me cringe. So Which therefore, it didn't do. Therefore, that is a Ben with a four with an asterisk, because you remember I gave an asterisk oh, yeah. to Spider-Verse. I own it. So that's Ben with a four with an asterisk. That is a two from Damien. I, this is coming out on Disney+. Plus. Which, by the way, there's no Paramount Logan beginning of this. It says Correct. Disney uh-huh. and Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. And um, it is going to be, you know, you're going to love watching it. And if you love Indiana Jones, it's worth seeing in the theater, yeah. sure. Um, but if you're just looking for, I want to see what to spend money on, is this the movie you need to go see? You know, maybe. There's not, there. you know, you definitely don't want to go see Flash under any circumstances. Um, maybe you want to see Asteroid City. Asteroid City, yeah, but we saw trailers coming for a lot of fun movies. Yes. Okay, there's another Expendables movie coming out. Yes. Yes. But more importantly, I, I was like left out of my seat. So, like, yeah. thank you for more mindless blow crap yes, up movies. Absolutely. But more importantly, there's a sequel to the Meg. The Meg. Yes. What's up, old With chum? More Megs. <laughs> more uh, Meg. More better. Uh, someone watched Deep Blue Sea and said, "I want to make that." Jason and then Statham. they said, "I want to make it again." With the guy from the transport opening night, buddy. Again. That and Mission Impossible is coming yeah, out, of course. Uh, maybe we'll see Barbie. Yeah, who I knows? Want, I honestly want to see Barbie. It looks good. I, uh, um, you know, there's there's movie uh, the Jennifer Lawrence movie whose name I cannot remember is out right now as well. Yeah, just like Friends or something. You know, or so I don't know what it is. It's like you know, hey, there's comedy. Remember when comedy used to be a thing? Comedy is out see? there. Yeah. So it's sort of like we're in a little weird spot in 2023 where there's some options out there mm-hmm. instead of just one movie on a weekend. Oppenheimer is coming out. Oppenheimer's my coming out same day as Barbie. You know, uh, the cross marketing uh, <laughs> possibilities are amazing. Uh, you know, um, Mattel has gone all out. They built the Barbie mansion in Malibu. This wow. is a real thing. Wow. And then I saw a great tweet that said the Oppenheimer people can get so much coverage by just doing one little thing to the Barbie mansion. <laughs> Blowing it up. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, there's all sorts of fun stuff coming up. And, you know, uh, hopefully we're able to see Oppenheimer in the big uh, aquarium IMAX. The true IMAX. Yeah, because... Um, if not IMAX, then hopefully there's a 70 millimeter showing in Chattanooga, but there probably won't be. I'm trying to remember if Django they had at the East Range 18. They did the road show. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like a whole thing. It's to a have whole a 70 thing. Millimeter. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, Atlanta or Nashville. Yeah. But do we want to travel? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> just see. Just see it here. It's fine. There's a lot. There's a. Oh. I just that somehow popped my hood. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. Um, F1 Studios. F1 Studios. F1 Studios. I just caught the thing with my foot. That was yeah. hilarious. There's things coming out, friends. There's things, yeah, there's things coming, coming out. out. Summer is here. You can, you definitely are going to have a lot of decisions to make. If you're if you're not a, I want to see a movie all the time like Ben and I are, uh, then you are going to have to be kind of picky because there's some good options coming out. This there year. are. There's also that one, like the, what was it, the Haunting movie? The Haunted Mansion? Yeah. Well, that and there was also the Haunting movie. Oh. A Haunting oh. in Venice, whatever yeah, it was. A haunting so in Paris. That, by the way, is an Agatha Christie uh, movie, so it's the Orient Express and the N- Nile. This is the latest one of those. Is that what we saw, Kenneth Branagh? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that. That's, that's Poirot. That's a Poirot. Yes. And, uh, Agatha um, Christie's horror book. Uh, sure. So, you know, I, but yes, Haunted Mansion, All not the Eddie Murphy one. Correct. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, the haunting, uh, the haunting in Venice, I believe, is what sure. it's called. And if you enjoyed the, if you enjoyed those, then. You know, it'll be another one of those. Glass Onion came along and did it so much better. <laughs> um, 
the the whole uh, ensemble mystery, the whodunit thing. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which man, I want more of those. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss it. We can watch the murder mystery with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, right? On Netflix, which by the way, we 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 talked about this before the movie started. Yeah. There are two parties happening: one in the theater, one at your home for streaming movies. Go on YouTube. Almost every trailer you're going to see is for Netflix, Apple, yeah. Amazon Prime, Hulu. There is a lot of content happening on streaming. So yeah. if there's something you want to see us or hear us review on streaming, yeah, let, let us, us know. know. Yeah, we, we got we got TVs. We got, the, we, we we got computers. We possess streaming. Hardware. We pay for these subscriptions. Yeah. Let, let us use them. Let's you know? use them. I mean, sometimes let's, let's think, sometimes find we, the excuse. We watch things on streaming, automatically giving it a two when we should have given it a four. <laughs> what would it be like a premiere on Netflix? How can we rank that? Like get Netflix just to watch this movie? Yeah, subscribe to a streaming service you don't have. Okay. Yeah, it would be that. Yeah. And then three would be use the streaming service you have. And then two would be pirate it, and then one would be runaway streaming. Yeah, because lots of streaming. I don't, I don't know, what have you watched lately with streaming? Right now, uh, I just watched the first half of this season of The Witcher on Netflix. Okay. Absolutely love that Henry Cavill got creative control of this season, and so it actually hums closer to the books and is actually very, very entertaining. Um, really, really stepped it up, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm on Paramount Plus. I'm watching Star Trek Brave New Worlds, which is the. Uh, Enterprise before Kirk got their series that's a little more um, uh, Alien of the Week, sort of the way tr- to the original series was. So it sort of returned to the form of exploration and fun. Oh, fun. Instead awesome. of it being gritty. Um, I, uh, th- then, of course, I've also been watching <laughs> the inverse of that, which is Silo, that has Rebecca Ferguson and Tim Robbins. It's yeah. on Apple TV+. That's on my list. Um, it is amazing and honestly apple tv plus seems to be the place to go for hard sci-fi these days um now that the expanse is over uh amazon prime sort of relinquished that and um right now you can watch the first season of the silo in its entirety and coming up very soon is the second season of isaac asimov's foundation um again just a a pocket a, you know just a foundational hard sci-fi book Isaac Asimov being one of the one of the best. Apple started slow, and they've built a small empire yeah. of quality, watchable stuff. If you haven't seen Severance, yeah, watch Severance. And I'm um, a Ted Lasso fan. Don't watch it with Ted your, Lasso. Don't watch it with people who are offended yeah. by language. And but just, otherwise, it's amazing. I've been watching Platonic with Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, who are yeah. in the Neighbors movies together. They're hilarious. It's a realistic. Yeah, they have good chemistry. Platonic. Yeah, the great chemistry. It's great, great. I, I think eight episodes so far. There's two more for this season. Binge watch it. It's fun. On Hulu, I'm watching the season two of The Bear. Yeah. Uh, have you watched that at all? I have not. I heard good things. Okay. You being a being a foodie, yeah, being you'd a foodie, love it. Okay. The uncut gems stress you out. Yes. Okay. You That's may not you, you may not like this one because yeah. there is an episode in season two that it's it runs usually run like half an hour episodes. This one's an hour. It has like Jamie Lee Curtis and like oh mm-hmm. great, but it, it's like it's a punishing episode. It makes it makes uncut gems feel like a Pixar movie. No thanks. It is so stressful. <laughs> it is so crazy, noisy, distracting, jump yeah. cut editing, noise, noise, noise. And it's just like a headache to, it's it's just it's purposely sadistic to its viewers in that episode. So that kind of turned me off, but there is more to the season. Okay. There's more shows out there. Yeah, there's, there's endless there's streaming possibilities. Absolutely. What should we watch? What are we not watching? Let us know. Watching? Let and us know. Ben, the way they can let us know is by going to Alan Smithy Film Review on Facebook. Uh, that is where we, we have our social interactions, our social media. Uh, you can also visit our website at alansmithyfilmreview.com to listen to 
any of our past episodes going back all the way to 2016. Seven years ago. And please, tell your friends about us. Uh, have them subscribe on their uh, podcast platform of choice. We are on Apple, we are on Google, and we are on Spotify. So let your friends know. We'd really like it. But also, like I said, come to Facebook, say hi, let us know what we need to review, let us know what we need to talk about, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So come on, it's summertime. Let's get, let's get this done. Yeah, if you're local... Let us know if you want to be a jo- join in yes. on our review. We love having guests on the podcast. Uh, we, we'll have to choose a different vehicle other than the F-150 Studios, or we'll be just really cozy. Super cozy. Super cozy. So, again, that's Alan Smithy Film Review. Uh, that's Smithy with two E's. That's Alan with one L. That's review spelled correctly. So, coming to you from the <laughs> F-150 Studios in beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee, I'm Damien. I'm Mr. Ben. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.